Well, now it's time for our daily Bloomberg Law Brief, exploring legal issues in the news. And today, Bloomberg Law hosts Dune Grasso and Michael Best discuss the Supreme Court's decision to revive much of President Trump's controversial travel ban. They speak with Josh Blackman, a professor at South Texas College of Law. Josh, how big a win is this for the president after appellate losses all the way up to the Supreme Court? Well, I think the most significant aspect of the court's ruling is that all of the justices seem to agree that the lower courts messed up and that they all agree that the lower court injunction must be modified, at least in part. And significantly, none of the justices in this uh, joint opinion um, delved into the president's Twitter account or looked to his campaign statements. It was a fairly mechanical, routine decision, the sort of decision we're used to seeing when the president's implicated, um, much unlike how the lower courts were, were doing these things that, that, frankly, had never been done before. And in fairness, we've never quite had a president like Trump before. So I suppose it's, it's part of the game. But the court, I think, signaled and put the brakes a bit on how the lower courts were addressing these matters. Josh, the, the ban, though, does uh, still – it was over – at least the stay of the ban was kept in place for those with substantial contacts to the United States. Does that imply that the, the grounds that the lower courts had found the ban to be problematic might still be a problem when the case gets heard in full by the Supreme Court? Um, I think you can look at this a couple different ways. Um, on the one hand, the lower courts held that because of President Trump's campaign statements, his animus affected every single aspect of the court's decision, right? Every aspect of the executive order was tainted. What the court held is, well, not every aspect of the order was tainted. Perhaps some aspects weren't. So in that sense, I do think there's a scaling back of the ruling. Um, it's entirely consistent with the court's ruling that ultimately the decision is, I'm sorry, the executive order is invalidated by the court. But at a minimum, this idea that everything Trump touches with respect to Muslims must be unconstitutional, that part was, I think, repudiated. That's Josh Blackman, a professor at South Texas College of Law, speaking with the Bloomberg Law host, Jim Grasso and Michael Best. You can listen to Bloomberg Law Weekdays at 1 p.m. Wall Street time here on Bloomberg Radio. Now among the top legal stories from Bloomberg Law, the estates of Bernard Madoff's dead sons will hand over a combined $23 million to victims of his Ponzi scheme. That resolves an eight-year legal battle over the remainder of the fortunes they piled up at their father's bogus securities firm. Mark Madoff committed suicide in 2010. His brother, Andrew, died of cancer four years later. A federal judge says that Qualcomm must face regulators' claims that it monopolized the market for semiconductors used in smartphones. The FTC says that Qualcomm unfairly weeded out competitors while forcing Apple into deals to exclusively use its chips. The company also is fighting consumer claims that they paid too much for their phones because of Qualcomm's policies. And in Detroit, a federal judge has temporarily halted the mass deportation of Iraqi nationals. The judge says the order applies to more than 1,400 people nationwide. He'll use the next 14 days to decide whether he has jurisdiction over the legal challenge to deportation proceedings. And that's this morning's Bloomberg Law Brief. You can find more legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com. Attorneys will find exceptional legal research and business development tools there as well. Visit BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com for more information.